Hi there, and welcome to episode 18 of the Radically You podcast. My name is Naomi Jenkins. I am an internal relationship coach, a fierce advocate for ending mental health stigma, and your host for today's episode on mental health reminders. I do not know when you will be listening to this, but when I am recording it, it is the middle of the month of May, and at least here in the States, May is officially Mental Health Awareness Month. So, in honor of that, I really want to spend this episode focusing on just a few simple mental health reminders that I think are really valuable and important for all of us. And just in case any of you are thinking okay, this one's not going to apply to me, I really want to encourage you to stick around and reconsider that thought. Because my first reminder today is simply that mental health applies to everyone. Conversations about mental health are important for all of us, not just those who fall somewhere on the spectrum of mental illness. Because just like physical health applies to everybody in the world because everybody in the world has a physical body. Mental health applies to everyone in the world because everyone in the world has a brain. And if you have a human brain, then mental health is something that it's important to be conscious and intentional about. Mental health really is a hugely important part of your overall health to consider, not just if you've had some kind of a breakdown, not just if you've been diagnosed with some kind of mental disorder, not just if you're struggling to function, which all of these things are signs that you've been ignoring your mental health for far too long. And honestly, I can't help but wonder if the reason that mental health is starting to seem like such a crisis in so many parts of the world is simply because we do not talk about it enough. There is so much stigma around the term mental health, which is really interesting because, like I said, mental health is something that we all deal with. If you have a brain, then mental health matters for you, just as much as your cardiac health or your digestive health or your reproductive health or whatever. Because mental health relates to our brains, and guess what? Your brain is nothing if not just a part of your overall functioning body. In fact, I think we could argue that your brain is the most important part because it is literally connected to the functioning of every other organ and body process that you have. Everything comes back to your brain, and mental health is all about taking care of our brains. So mental health, my friends, applies to everyone including you. You are not the exception. Okay. Reminder number two is this. Mental health, my friends, exists on a spectrum. I think so often mental health falls in the category of things that we think about in terms of black and white. We think there's like a hard line between mental illness and mental health. And the truth is it's a spectrum. 
it's more of a sliding scale than anything else. Uh, and there might be like extreme mental well-being on one end and extreme mental illness on the other. But all of us lie somewhere on the spectrum of mental health. For example, you can experience anxiety without having an anxiety disorder or an anxiety attack. Anxiety is something that all of our bodies do. And you may not be clinically depressed, but you could still be prone to having low days or to taking like a negative um, spin on a lot of things that you interact with because you land somewhere on that spectrum in mental health where maybe you don't need medication, but maybe you're still prone to depressive states. And I could give you so many other examples because there's so many different things that fit into mental health. But just like any other type of health, we all land somewhere along a very complex spectrum of relative health or illness when it comes to how we are managing and taking care of our own minds, how our minds are functioning as a result of how much we are or are not tending to their needs. Okay, so I want you to think about it that way. Mental health is a spectrum. It's not just you're mentally ill or you're mentally well. You're somewhere on the spectrum. And that leads me directly to my next reminder today, which is that mental health and mental illness are not static things. You will slide up and down that spectrum in various ways, in various circumstances, in various times of your life. We are all constantly in flux somewhere along the spectrum. You don't just get diagnosed with a mental illness and then you're stuck there forever. And you don't just experience mental health for the majority of your life. And so you're completely immune to struggling with any kind of mental illness. We all experience things like anxiety, depression, paranoia, whatever it is, to varying degrees at different times in our life. And it's important to remember that just like any other type of physical illness, just like you can get a cold and it doesn't last forever, or just like you might um, get an autoimmune illness that becomes chronic, many mental illnesses can be managed or cured or put into remission. And other mental illnesses might become chronic. It's just like any other area of health that we talk about. For some of us, it's like a short-lived thing. And for other people, it becomes chronic and lifelong. It just depends on, well, <laughs> about a million different things that we probably can't even name today. The truth is that our mental health is impacted by so many factors. It is impacted by our genetics, by the amount of physical or type of physical activity that we're getting. It's affected, my friends, by the amount of water that you are drinking. Your brain needs water. Do you know this? More than maybe any other area of your body, your brain needs water. And the amount of water that you are drinking has a massive effect on how your brain is functioning. Um, other examples could be your diet, what you're eating or not eating, and your gut health. Did you know that 90% of your body's serotonin production happens in your gut? Meaning that if things are not healthy in your digestive system, your brain does not have access to the chemicals that it needs to thrive and 
get by. So it's going to struggle. Your mental health is impacted by your fluctuating stress levels, prolonged stress over a long period of time, either physical or mental or emotional or whatever, can create destruction of various synapses and neurons and things in your brain that will then need support to heal and recover. Um, Your mental health is affected by your interpersonal interactions on a regular basis, by whether you have a history of trauma or safety in your life. Really, our mental health is impacted by everything that is going on inside and outside of us all the time. Just like we are affected physically by things going on inside and outside of us, our brains are the same. Our mental health is the same. This brings me like back around full circle to what I was talking about at the beginning, that there is so much mental health stigma in the world. And my last reminder for you is this. Mental health stigma is lying to you. And your choice to buy into the stigma is 100% optional. Just for all of our context, the uh, dictionary definition of stigma is a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. So... There is stigma. There is a sense of disgrace associated with mental illness and or mental health conversations in a lot of different ways. And I think that is largely due to a lack of information. For the longest time, we just didn't understand a lot about how mental illness worked. And so it wasn't talked about. And so the people who struggled to stay mentally healthy, they tried to hide it. They kept it hidden as much as possible, probably because even they didn't understand what they were experiencing and they had nobody to help them understand it. And so we built up this kind of culture of stigma around it where mental health issues are something that we need to hide instead of something that we all talk openly about so that we can benefit from one another's experience and learning and understanding and growth. The thing is... Just like nobody manages to live their entire lives without experiencing some type of physical illness, every single one of us is going to get some kind of illness, if not many illnesses, somewhere along the spectrum from like the most basic common cold to like the deadliest form of cancer. Physical illness is just a fact of human life. And what I want to suggest is that mental illness is no different. I do not believe that any of us have the ability to make it through our lives without experiencing some degree or type of mental illness somewhere along that sliding scale spectrum, like I tried to explain before. And I think because of the stigma, we all live in fear of this instead of using it as an opportunity to educate ourselves, to turn to the best sources, to know how to support and help ourselves. We do so many things to try and prevent ourselves from being ill physically, whether it's exercising or the food we eat or taking supplements or whatever. But I don't think we give the same time and attention. We don't invest in our mental health either monetarily or physically, mentally, time-wise in the same ways that we invest in our physical health. And that's not true for everyone, but I would just say in general, we've not yet gotten to a place where we understand 
that investing in our mental health is just as important. Plenty of people don't think twice about investing, for example, in a monthly gym membership. That just seems like an obvious way to spend their time and money. And yet, a lot of those same people wouldn't be caught dead in a therapist's office or might be ashamed to tell people if they were working with a coach. And then there's people who shell out money like crazy for various kinds of supplements that claim that they will help them lose weight, have more energy, whatever it is, but they really don't want to take something that's been scientifically proven to help and support their struggling brain. Like, think about how different things would be if we all just decided that taking Zoloft every day was no different than taking a multivitamin that supports your body or taking antibiotics when you are ill because your body needs support to overcome the illness. We exercise, we adjust our diets, we change our habits, we spend loads of time and energy on trying to stay in our most peak form of physical health. But how much time, energy, thought are we spending daily or on a regular basis on keeping ourselves in shape mentally, on supporting ourselves mentally and tuning into and figuring out how to meet the mental needs that we have? Even me as a mental health professional working in the coaching world, helping people heal their relationships to themselves and others, I often find that I'm neglecting myself and my own mental health and my own needs. And it's unfortunate because when I am tending to my emotional and mental needs in the way that my brain needs me to, I function so much better. I'm happier, I'm healthier physically and mentally. I'm more capable of showing up for myself and others around me in the way that I want to or need to or hope to. It's just, it's not something that's been like deeply ingrained in me to take care of myself in this way. So it's like an ongoing process to keep myself consciously aware of it. And I would love for there to be a massive shift in the next, I don't know how many years, in my children's lifetime, please, I beg you, in which we focus just as much on the importance of mental health as on physical health, where it becomes just as like built in and ingrained because it's taught to us so frequently that we don't even think twice about um, like getting the support we need to maybe process our thoughts or learning how to be consciously aware of what is going on in our own brain or um, all the things. <laughs> All the things that support us mentally, which I could do a whole other podcast on that, and maybe I will. But for the sake of time, I'm not going to go there today. I really today just want to remind you, if you have a brain, it needs taking care of. Your mental health is worthy of an investment of your time, your energy, and yes, even your money. Just like you're willing to pay money to go to a doctor when you're sick or to get into a gym to keep yourself in shape or to buy all of the supplements and things that support you and functioning at your best, it is a good use of your money to support yourself mentally in whatever way you need, whether that is a therapist or medication or coaching or a support group or books that will help you learn how to care for yourself more deeply. Whatever it is, 
it's a worthy way to spend your time, your money, your energy to take care of your mental health. I feel like we live our lives trying to avoid mental breakdown or living in fear of mental breakdown. And I think it's so interesting because mental breakdowns come as a result of ongoing neglect, of ignoring our brains and their needs for too long. Your brain, like I already said, has needs just like every other organ in your body, but we often fail to offer our brain the support that it needs. We often just assume that it's going to keep going as long as it's going to keep going and then we'll just deal with the fallout when it comes. But I think it's interesting that we have the term mental breakdown because the only other place I really think of breakdown is like with a car. If my car breaks down, it's almost certainly because I was ignoring the signals that my car needed attention. Either I was ignoring the light on my dashboard telling me that something needed to be checked or I'm not doing routine maintenance where I'm changing the oil or I'm not filling it up. I'm like waiting till my gas tank runs all the way to the bottom or I'm leaving lights and everything on and draining my battery. Whatever it is, breakdowns with my car happen as a result of me not taking care of the car on a regular basis, or at least it is significantly more likely that my car is going to break down if I'm not tuning in and taking care of the routine maintenance needs. And your brain is not that different. Our brains will be much more capable of avoiding breakdown or burnout if we can get in the habit of offering routine maintenance, showing up for our brains to support them every single day. So I'd love to invite you to consider what signals your brain might be sending about what it needs. What does it need from you? Does it need more food that supports brain health? Does it need more water? Does it need more exercise? Maybe that affects your brain, my friends. Does it need for you to sit down and write out what you're experiencing internally on a journal every day so that you have access to take a look at it? Does it need you to offer yourself the help of a therapist or a coach to overcome some habits or some neglect that's going on that you don't know maybe how to climb out of on your own? Does it need help healing from the ways that it has been hurt and neglected and damaged over the years, either by you or by people in your life? What does your brain need? And how can you show up to support your brain so that your brain can continue showing up to support you? That is what mental health is all about. And that is why I think it is important for all of us to pay attention, not just once a year in the month of May, but on a regular ongoing basis to our own mental health, to where we're landing on that spectrum and what support we might need to be able to get to the part of the spectrum that we would prefer to spend more of our time in. Mental health is for everyone. And I cannot stress this enough. If you've been around, if you know me personally, or you've been around my Instagram page or Facebook, or have just started following me on the podcast, whatever it is, probably if you've known me or been aware of me for even a very short amount of time, 
it should come as no surprise to you that I'm pretty much an open book when it comes to my mental health journey. And that is because I genuinely believe that talking more openly about mental health creates more safety and space so that other people feel like they can talk about it too. I am in it to end the stigma, and I've been working towards this for years on an individual basis and obviously to as many ears as I can reach. But it never ceases to amaze me how often the reaction I get from people, even people who know me well, when I share things about my own mental health journey, about the periods of suicidal thoughts that I've survived, or about the years of depression, or about the debilitating anxiety It never ceases to amaze me how often the response I get is, oh, wow, I never would have thought that about you. That doesn't seem like, or you don't seem like the person, the type of people I imagine that struggle with those things. It is such a common response. And it's ridiculous. It's laughable, truly, because there is not a certain type of person who is more susceptible to mental health struggles than another. There might be different components that make us susceptible to, to certain areas of mental illness than others, but can we please end the stigma? Can we please just open up and accept that mental health matters for everyone, that all of us have needs, and that anytime somebody's mental and emotional needs, anytime their brain is not being supported in the way that it needs to, They are at risk for mental illness. Just like anytime we are neglecting and not supporting our bodies in the ways that they need, our bodies are susceptible to illness. So let's start being a little more proactive about considering what we need and taking care of our mental health right now, not just when things start to fall apart and break down. Your mental health is important. It is important to me and I hope it can be important to you. I hope you can consider today what would be a good use of your time, your energy, and money to support better mental health for yourself and those around you. All right, my friends, happy Mental Health Awareness Month. I hope you are doing well. If you are not, if you are struggling, please reach out and ask for help from me or someone else. But I want you to know If I can be of help to you, I am always available. You can DM me on Instagram. You can send me an email. If I'm not the right person to support you and what you're struggling with, I will help you find someone who is because you and your mental health are worthy of loving care and support. And I want to help you find that. Take care and I will talk to you again soon. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you joined me here for today's podcast. If anything in today's episode resonated with you, or you think it might prove useful to someone that you know, I hope you will share it with a friend. I would also be immensely grateful if you would take the time to leave a review in whatever podcast app you're using today. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to find the podcast so that they can come and join in on the conversation. 
Once a month, I will be choosing one reviewer at random to receive a free private coaching session with me on any topic of your choice. This month, I hope that person is you.